while. Um, but in something, something will come out, and I'll kind of um, invite the council into communion. Um, and then who are the characters? So, yes, usually High Daniel and Mystic Daniel are chilling. Different <laughs> people chillin'. start coming out of the woodwork kind of. It's like maybe kind of like ghosts emerging into like a room or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we'll have various children, Daniel, that are like like dinosaur excited Daniel. Yeah. Um, ancient, ancient history Daniel, like mm-hmm. Daniel's scholar Daniels that are interested in various things like the Phrygians or the ancient. No, are some of them like pretend Daniels that like, are Daniels that got to live in ancient Greek times and That's are there. there? No, there is like a container. There is a container for like Daniel that's learning Greek. Um, you bring together people, bulefte, hmm. which means council members, um, but really they're people with will or people with intent, and you create a boule together. A boule is also the object, like the plan or mm. the will. Mm. Or the, I whoa. love that. That's really whoa. beautiful. This is good. So it's good like content. as I'm learning, like, good this content. is good content. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Podcaster Scott in his yeah, podcast. <laughs> 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 Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain, more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace, and with and us we have... Daniel. Daniel. All three on the mics. <laughs> All three on the mics. If you noticed in the past, often this year it's been just Mace and Daniel on the mic, or just Scott and Daniel on the mic, and now yeah. a special treat for those that it's care. Truly. We're sitting in a triangle homies <laughs> we're sitting in a triangle if anybody wants, if to, know. wants if to know anyone is curious. If you just picture floating heads in space that's not what it is we are actually real people in bodies that sit in a room and talk and we're not on a zoom screen no we no are, no it's three embodied. bodies in the same room which three honestly bodies. i think is it's a significant thing i think like there's something unique no and interesting thing. to two people interfacing and then there's like a, a third wild thing that happens when it's three people. No, all yeah. of a sudden it becomes, well, and this episode will be on essentially an element or a language of multiplicity. Mm. And I do mm-hmm. feel like it's fitting then that there's also a triangle. I'm like triangle. Yeah. yeah. Symbol, yeah, yeah. symbol over the episode, a triangle. Can I just say something? I, you can just say something. We're, I want to also say something about this. We're holding microphones. We are holding and microphones. And I think I watch, I've been watching a lot more podcasters these days. And it was funny because before we started recording, I said, I want to be a podcaster. And it was like, I am a podcaster. But I guess, a f- I mean, Daniel and I were talking about this earlier, too. You want to be a, 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 famous- a level three out of 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, <you're> famous people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be, no- be named yes. uh, somewhere on the list. I want, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this rando's arbitrary website. Yeah. You want I don't need accolades. to be a number one. Uh, like... <laughs> but I want to be, I want to be no- mentioned somewhere at the very bottom. Uh, medium famous. But like... Uh, I, I watch these podcasters and it's really interesting how most setups I, I, I really want. Okay. Let me just get, give me two minutes here. Paint we, the picture I think we could afford that. Of, of like relatively successful podcasters with, mm-hmm. with, with what seems to be a studio of sorts yes. and some people filming somewhere in the background mm-hmm. because there's lots of camera angles and somebody editing and the traditional 
regular setup I see is people in chairs like mm-hmm. we are now mm-hmm. with some some um, stuff. I, what do I mean? Like like um, like apparatuses arms. A- apparatuses arms mic setups. Yes, and and the setup is essentially a mic and then a sort of like a crane or an arm over to the person's mouth, and the people can just sit there in their chair with the mic there. We're holding mics. Oh, it's oh, true. It's a everyone thing. I, think about that. I think that feels more <laughs> natural. When I watch people do that, I'm like, would it be so hard to hold <laughs> your mic? Like, it, hmm. like when you're watching somebody on stage, they're holding their mic. Like, you know, a rapper I, grabs the no, mic. No, I want to pause this and just be like, I think you're saying something interesting about like the experience of embodiment. As we Maybe said, that's it's a, like yeah, no that, small that thing to be it. three bodies in a room. Yeah. But also like no small thing to just be a person in a body and to really be aware of like, or to start not being, not necessarily being aware, but just paying attention to paying like attention. the significance of how we use our bodies. And there is something interesting about like being at a table where the mic hovers. And so you're kind of like, it, you're like a bird all of a sudden, like yeah. your head's like staying in yes. the same place and stuff. And it's like, that changes the way you're going to free associate mm-hmm. and think and exist in yourself mm-hmm. and reconstellate memories and shit. You know, it is true. And I do say most of those videos, people have desks. It's a vibe hmm. where people have desks. Uh, no, 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 Podcasters. Uh, but, but I'm saying, no, I'm saying in, I, I'm saying that's what makes it so awkward. I, right. I, what, what, what do you mean, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think you're vehemently agreeing. <laughs> no. Wait, okay. Wait, so people have desks? Like, I feel like I I look at them and I think it's interesting that they have these desks. No, I'm saying they don't. I'm saying I'm, I'm noticing. Are you, no. ta- are you are you illustrating like podcasters sitting on like comfy couches, but then there's just a weird mic hovering in front yeah, of them? Yeah, you, you like and I were just stand? watching one the other day where it was like when? five guys talking about rap music. Uh-huh. And they all had podcast mics coming in from the side <laughs> and they were all sitting in their comfy yeah. chairs. Yeah, you're right. I do remember that. Like I would say this, like there's a guy that I follow uh, who does music reviews, not Anthony Fantano, but his Sean name is Sean C. C. And he has a new setup, like for probably five years, I've been watching him sit in this dark room with pretty good lighting and sound, mm. but he has a brand new setup. And I think he does a lot of Twitch live streams and stuff like that, but he holds his mic and generally speaking, he's right there in front of the camera, but sometimes he gets on a little rant. He goes and like lays down on his living room floor with his <laughs> mic and he's just pacing and like, and I'm like, I like this. Yeah. I like, yeah. You don't have to stand right there by this. I don't know. Like, um, I, if you, if you thought about a stand-up comedian coming into a stage and standing <laughs> next to that just, mic, my mic's here. I have to stand right just here. Standing next you want to see somebody stand? pacing around and moving around. I think it makes more sense to hold the mic. I think so too. I think so too. I think it's funny because I've always felt this way and we got these like apparatuses right. and I've always never really liked them as much as holding the mics. But I think there was something of like, look at we're real podcasters. Yeah, I know that's exactly it. And I think there's something about the way we like try to control a space is, is a way of trying to create structure and stuff. We were talking about this a bit earlier, but it's kind of in a various however you construe it is like a it's like self pres a little bit too rigid. And so mm-hmm. th- there is this thing of like to have a good recording session or a good convo, we need to have our equipment on it. Like yeah. I've been around a bunch of sound folks and we just have weird yes. little persnickety. This is yes. how things should be done, which yes. it, it's like you got instruments on stage. You have stands are great, but it's like, if that's your trick and that's how you think you yeah. need to set up a recording space, it's like, well, no, let's think about other ways of, taking away the stands and seeing what it is to just like 
older. Is this the episode now? We're just gonna because I can't remember. No, like I can I feel. About I'm like Scott time. is activated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel. This is the segment. Let's just start. We're just gonna talk no, about this. Is mics. the opening segment? Yeah. The opening segment is just mics. Well, also, I'll, <clears throat> one final thought on this to to, to this point <laughs> is watching JPEG and Danny Mafia. Danny Mafia, <laughs> JPEG Mafia, and Danny Brown record their album, mm-hmm. and it's like there's lots of scenes where Danny's like laying on a bed with the mic and rapping, and it's like yeah, you can be comfortable and in all sorts of different positions. He's it doesn't have be to be. A nine, right? Uh, I I I probably I kinda, nine, right? maybe, maybe a, a seven. nine or a, seven. yeah, there's something six seven okay. too. Well, just the image of a person rapping in their bed is yeah, <laughs> yeah. hella yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey everybody, this this song is going to be. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> JPEG. We're Danny. too hyped. <laughs> we are too hyped. Brown. <laughs> I think that might be true. We're too hyped. We need to this play is that be sound of the about llama. Multiplicity. Multiplicity and the inner council. The inner council. We have Daniel here, and we're going to be doing this episode, and the next episode is going to be with Daniel. We're going to record these two episodes today. Retreat. Essentially, retreat. Retreat, we're on a retreat. Uh, because, retreat. folks, we're going to go back to our regular rhythm of Monday releases. Yay. And two, Yay. every five weeks doing Enneagram stuff. Yeah. So we're kind of bringing that if you're rhythm into that back. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're into that sort of thing. So this is not <laughs> going to be that. This is Inner Council, but we're also going to record later an Enneagram episode. So yeah. that's exciting. And. Crap! I had a we're, place I was going with that, but we're all we're all just uh, this ep- too this, excited. This podcast we free associate around a topic, and Daniel's. Oh yeah, what is this? What do we do in this podcast? Oh yeah, what is it? What's the what's the vibes? Let's start more curious. Okay, so we do like talking about multiplicity. <laughs> go, go to no small Enneagram. That's our, that's our Enneagram account. And Daniel has it. posted a six wing seven meme of some, what kind of animal is that? It's a goat. A, a goat. goat that it sounds absolutely, I don't know what word I want. Bonkers. Um, <laughs> six but, wing uh, seven. six wing too seven. Excited. Too excited. Uh, that was what I was about to say was folks. If you're listening to this, follow the page at no small Enneagram for really fun, playful, interesting, Enneagram content. I think it's the best one out there. I know. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. No, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Better than Big Hormone. I'm going to just come out and say it. <laughs> Wait, what's, what come out of Big Hormone. Was, was, <laughs> what what do they call us? No small idiots? It's, it's a zero-sum game. Yeah. And there are winners and losers. Yep, we are <laughs> winning Big Hormone. <laughs> we want to fight you. <laughs> I don't. Um, okay, so Daniel's here to talk about fantasy. Close that loop. I'm close that loop with big hormone. I would love to close a loop with yeah. big hormone. That's for certain. Or start again and create more loops. You start know, again. create some more loops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, multiplicity. Attachment just going in circles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. let go. Is it yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. it not the vibe? <laughs> um, okay, so we have Daniel here. Daniel is. Things in, I don't know, how would you describe Daniel's, your mind and the way you think about the world is unique to Daniel. Of course. Do we want to just get right into the inner council? I think so. That's what what we're kind of going to describe of sorts. Yeah. I mean, how does one get into this? I was thinking about this, like just what happened. Um, And it was COVID times, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
I don't know. I I think probably everyone had a unique. Of course, everyone had a unique COVID journey, but mm-hmm. like COVID affected us differently, all in different ways, and it changed the way we were living our lives. Um, and I think for someone like me that is like really um, interested in internalness and like innerness, um, it kind of it was at a time when I had just kind of discovered like meditation as a thing. Um, I had just been um, like. I mean, we talk about deconstruction for people that were raised in Christianity. And I was, like, going through the deconstruction thing. I'd been listening to podcasts. And, and just, like, for the first time, encountering, like, p- what we would call, like, problematizations or problem problematizing mm. of, like, commonly accepted notions around, mm. like, just in Yeah, Christian, all of a sudden it was, like, wait a second. Just, all, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I also have, like, a fairly anthropological focus and angle from my undergrad and classics, and I'm now a grad student. Um, and so, it, like, I learn about something like religion or, like, my belief system, and it turns into, oh, like, humans have created systems of meaning um, to cope with all kinds of stuff to just express our artistic no we didn't create god in handed it to us <laughs> what god handed it to us exactly. we did not create that well then, <laughs> and i i'd never been like super gung ho that like needing to believe that god had handed it to us but i did need to to believe in some kind of ultimate truthfulness mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. like dominant monopoly on truth or in some ooh, way ooh, dominant monopoly on truth and so i had this kind of of uh like bounce back opposite direction rebelling um, phase of just like taking in what atheism is saying. Now it wasn't about I'm an atheist or anything, but just like so much just like letting go of the need to, to have divine meaning or, or moreness or spirit like mystery be a thing. It's like, no, there's, there is kind of a cold, hard reality to everything Mm. that maybe we can't get to, but it's out there. Mm -hmm. And just that kind of kills some of the magic. I think that Mm. that is like endemic to like magical thinking and free association and playfulness and all of this stuff. It like Mm. kind of kills some of the spirit of it. Mm. And, and I'm having some big, yes, (laughs) no landing. Yes. Because I think, I think the little twist in what you're saying is on the one hand, you could say the deconstruction kills the magic. Because now we don't have a, a, a supreme being up there doing things, a sure. supernatural. But the magic could also be the freedom to wonder about other things, you know. Right. So. And and but at first, when you're just seeing the god die, yeah, it's like devastating. Yes. Right. Yes, you, yes, I mean, yes, there's yes. there's there's like a. And I and I feel like that can continue to happen. Yes. Like God's dying. Gosh, guys, isn't it so funny? We just said this. Holy Saturday, God is dead. Yeah. Right we're we're, you know, we're like, recording this on Holy Saturday, and the vibes are really about death and rebirth yeah. around mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Springtime, all mm-hmm. that. But um, and this was springtime actually when this happened. Um, but anyway, so all of this was coming to a head. I'd been holding the tension of being involved in the church that the three of us met at mm-hmm. uh, here in Seattle, and like. Really be remaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, holding the tension of like continuing to be spiritually invested in the lives of people there, you know, we ran this youth group together. We yeah. had like kids that were saying profound things um, and mm-hmm, interacting mm-hmm. with life in profound ways. And like it was the youth as prophets phase, you mm-hmm. know, it's like 
the, I feel like the genesis of No Small Thing was kind of in that era as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, it's like so many competing things within me. And it, I was just so blocked by like my recent new understandings about like the way spirituality, like spirituality as like a, a mechanistic phenomenon of being a human and nothing more than mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mourning that it mm-hmm. wasn't more a than mechanistic that. Mechanistic you know? I like the way Daniel says that. <laughs> <laughs> and... And I was really not able to take in the parts of myself that experienced life more expansively because I was so just fixated on understanding things. Mm. And I was starting to realize this is really imbalanced and I don't want to be living like this anymore. Wow. Um, Got to get that balance this right. Is great. <laughs> yeah. And I was like still like doing meditation because I was like, well, it's good for your brain. But I was like, it wasn't like there wasn't like an inner spark in it. Um, and so it, there was this one particular sec- session night there was this one particular night it was uh march 16th i think wow well, i like that you almost called it a session wow yeah well means, it was kind yeah. of a, it was a meditation was session. it march 16th like of 20 2020 uh, so like Ooh. in that initial everybody get your down. get your mind in the headspace yeah, that's a, of 2020 that's a, that's a big date for me yeah, yeah. Oh, okay all right everybody it's go around the day after my mom's birthday so there's probably something interesting go back and think about what you were doing on that date everybody Daniel's about to share, but you can think about it for yourself. In terms of like famous people <laughs> born this day, famous right, famous like uh, phenomena <laughs> born this night. Yeah, yeah true. I uh, guess we'll see. If not fun. famous, personal. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is fun. Um, <laughs> too much fun. But I was I was trying to meditate and I couldn't. I like I just was so distracted and um so I, uh, but then, no, yeah. So I was distracted and I wasn't able to meditate. And then this song started playing in my head. Like sometimes, sometimes when I get into a med, like I'm trying to meditate, um, if I really start focusing, I can get like songs. But this one was really, really vivid, like really loud. I was hearing it exactly. And it's this ridiculous called song called Shake by Michael Gunger, where he's oh, ex- right. essentially just bragging about his dad bod. And, ah, and I don't how think I've ever heard that. glorious <laughs> it is. Huh. Um, and I used to like to dance in the kitchen and do my dishes and just listen to this song on repeat. Um, so this song comes on and I'm, it's kind of turns into dance meditation, which is something I, I really enjoy because it's like feeling embodiment and like just the mm-hmm. joy of being a body that's mm-hmm. moving in pleasure and whatnot. Um, and after this song, another song comes on in my head. I'm not, I don't have earphones in or anything. It's okay. just, I'm hearing it. Um, and the second song is called when we were hungry, which is the next song on that album. And it's essentially taking um, something for that Jesus said at some point. But the um, song didn't actually come on. You were just hearing it in your just head. Just like I'm just having an experience okay, cool, with cool, the... Cool, cool, I like this. <laughs> yeah. and the lyrics to We Were Hungry go, when we were hungry, you did not feed us. When we were thirsty, you gave us nothing to drink. Hmm. Mm. When we were strangers, you did not invite us in. Invite us in. Invite us in. Dang. Wow. And when 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 the the, the like electric guitar um, like synthy sound of the song started, I was instantly like, I knew the song. I was like, oh fuck, something's happening here. And I had a vision of analytic Daniel like up in a tower. This is great. And there's like a little gate at the bottom of the tower, but it's all locked up, and they're s- sitting in there with all of their 
laptop screens and pages and books and just like making sense of things. Yes, yes. And at as as the voices started singing, it was there were three distinct other Daniels that came to the door. One was like high school Daniel, and just everything that my belief system at that time, but also my worldview and my like passions and values and what gave me a sense of purpose in mm-hmm. life and stuff, mm-hmm. which is like, there's kind of a naive, a youthful naivety, but it is like also youthful wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like Christian Daniel, which is kind of a, an amorphous, but like just the part of me that was raised as a Christian and that these stories and values and ways of thinking about things mean something to me in a way that's deep and I feel ingrained. And then the third was Mystic Daniel, which was kind of a mo- my most recent um, new expansion of how I understood things, which is like everything is one. Mm. And there is like a togetherness about everything that when we sense that there's dichotomies or splits or fragmentation, it, it's, it's real, but it's also just an experience and that mm-hmm. there's always something, it's all being held together and it all is. Um, and like, just like, starting to train myself to be open to that and present with hmm. that and to relax into that. Um, and so they sang these words, when we were hungry, you did not feed us. When we were thirsty, you gave us nothing to drink. When we were strangers, you did not invite us in, invite us in, invite us in. And as it became a request, I was like, of course, like, it was like, what, <laughs> what am I going to say? No, Sheesh, mm-hmm. this is so cool. And so the tower dissolved and we all just like, like <laughs> swirled together into like a, a hug together. Jeez. Daniel, this vision, I want a sand tray of yeah, it. I yeah. know, yeah, yeah. And then, so then there's one more little part of the song. It says, when we were naked, you did not clothe us. When we were sick, you did not hold us. We were forgotten. You did not remember us. Dang. Remember us. Mm. Remember us. And as the song ends, my meditation timer goes off. Wow. wow. And so I stopped it and just was like, sat back in my chair and was like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and so that kind of started off what I came to call the, the Council of Daniels. The Council and what of were Daniels. Kind of mm-hmm. the, what were beyond my experience, kind of maybe thinking about as an inner council. And I, st- I had another experience later um, at a rebel retreat where um, Kevin Garcia, shout out, Kevin. What um, up, Kevin? Was for me, Ministries board member. What? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, was leading a meditation over Zoom, and I kind of they invited us to consider like the inner temple of our soul. And in this, I, I envisioned like a, a round um, Tolos tomb or a not tomb um, temple, and in it. Um, they they had us visualize certain things. Um, there's like all of these drawings that I had done from childhood on the walls and stuff, mm. and like images of motifs and stuff that that were just came up for me. Um, and then like a whole council of Daniels convened here, and it was like the the mm. four that I had met at my first experience, as well as just other parts of me that started emerging. Um, and so this kind of became a a recurring ritual that I would start to engage with of just like convening my inner council and letting the different parts of myself with their each individual agendas and constellations of, of needs and associations and stories and whatnot, letting them like come into conversation with one another in a very, um, 
like experiential visual way. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's like basically what we're talking about here. Uh, I mean, we've read it. I won't pull it up now because it'll waste time. But like, it, there there is this roomy poem called "The Guest House." Yeah, and these are things that we've experienced along the way. Go look up the guest house, everybody. If you want to read it, you can. You have access to that, I imagine. People that are listening to a podcast have access to the internet. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's this idea that you're inviting different parts of yourself in, and I think too, like Mason and I did an episode. I think with Tad Klontz, uh, whatever it was, like this. Yeah, it, it was this idea of like an inner boardroom. That yeah, was I remember that. that we talked about this yeah. idea of you had like an, an inner boardroom and I think he talked, this would be kind of sometimes like maybe a little, maybe he was working out of internal family systems, like let the loving self be in charge of the board, but you have yeah. all these other part selves mm. and there's like the capital S self mm. as the like CEO or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the boardroom yeah. manager. I mean, of course I want to, I want to see like you're already sort of doing it. Like what's the... Either the psychoanalytic therapeutic interpretation of the inner counsel, and also, also, how I, cool I want to just you just created on your own, right? And I also just want to name, I don't know how to say this, but like even hearing Daniel, my, my experience of listening to Daniel talk about this right now, we we got a little emotional mm-hmm. listening. Daniel, got, Daniel emotional. got Daniel definitely like got into a place of like I feel like um, remembering a yeah. big experience. Here, here's how I would say it. So I'm obviously now we're going to explain Daniel, but like uh, I, I, my, my experience of <laughs> Daniel me, is Daddy. there something, there's something mystical, transcendent, strong, paternal, uh, spiritual, divine, maybe about uh, a cohesive self that's able to draw all these people in. Like this idea of let us in, let us in. Who's letting them in? There is, uh, sometimes yeah. I've been writing my morning pages when I've been going through changes in my life and I go, who's making these decisions? Who is right. writing? Right. Who is? Who's the person yeah. that's writing each day with these yeah. different thoughts and And there's and just feelings. something, there is, there is a cohesive something. I mean, I don't know if you describe it like this, Daniel, that is making the executive decision, quote unquote, to let the, the, the people in. Yeah, right, because it was like when I was kind of asking, like, well, what decision am I going to, like, I don't, it felt like I didn't have any decision other than to say yes, but who was the I that was experiencing it? It wasn't analytic, Daniel. Okay, yeah, right, right. It's 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 something, it's something beyond, which I think, I feel like this is why, I mean, I'm like synchronicity, like we're sitting in a triangle. This is kind of the Trinitarian (laughs) idea of like, of being one (laughs) and being many. It's like Mm -hmm. there is a whole oneness that is something that's that's able to experience the self states and mm-hmm. then their self states. But there is, there's something of a thread mm-hmm. that is some, and I think different theories would talk about this. Like, and some of them would say something like the self, or maybe mm-hmm. it is the true self. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the spark. Maybe it's just like a spark. Cause I think like there's something yeah. happening with that. That's able mm-hmm. to say there's these different, parts to be able to distinguish that as opposed to those parts existing and not even recognizing the other ones exist because you're just so in each part. Right. Well, I mean, this is kind of what you've shared as your perspective on dreams and kind of people's like scoffing at the Mm -hmm. importance of me of dreams is like, yeah, I think 
a lot of things in our world do encourage us to shut down thinking that's too dreamy or too magical or so it's like illogical or it's too emotional or it's mm. irrational or whatever. And, uh, it, it trains or it like we lose the language. We lose the language to understand the different parts of one another. And we, mm-hmm. we overinvest in just one language for understanding ourselves. Mm. Well, and there's something so mm. beautiful. I think something I'm learning is like how much can be held in something like the symbolic, mm-hmm. like, you're describing going through such like a conflicting time how you're having all of these emotive states trying to make sense of something and then all mm. of a sudden a symbol, an image, an art form, an expression emerges yep. that helps to provide something for you to digest and be able to take in this now new yeah. experience. And now you're able to be like, wow, I have a council now. Yeah, You know? And digest is a good word because like, Right, this was the beginning, but I there were, last spring I went through a number of cycles of just like every Sunday the council I would convene hmm. the council and we would, convene the council. We'd just like just listen, you know, yeah, or just think about it, or so I would journal and take notes. And it's fun to start free like morning pages vibes or like free associative writing with council. It's oh, like gosh. different different parts of the do self. Do they talk to each other and like no, get they mad do. And like stuff? it's you get back <laughs> and forths and and shit. Um, but like the other part of it is when I pair it with meditation and breath work and presence, it also opens up an avenue for the body to join mm. the council mm. and mm. different body parts start interacting. Mm. And that's mm. when it gets mm. like really wow. weird. Wow. Um, <laughs> really wonky and weird. Really wonky because we're. I, I don't know about it, what most people do, but I feel like most people <laughs> are not like listening to the different parts of their body talk to one another as like people with different agendas. Um, because there is this interesting thing of the body being cohesive and having a cohesive sense of wanting to thrive and and just have organic life be um but also there's like conflicting agendas like part of us wants to be able to like move actively and run around a lot and some of us is really tired Mm -hmm. um that's just and there's a bazillion ways to cut it um yeah so there's something really centering i think about just letting them all talk and being like yeah different perspectives here yeah. Um, but it's all one body. It's interesting, like, uh, to give credibility or something to these other more mystical experiences uh, can be. I mean, I do think, like, if you said this idea earlier of, like, it's really terrifying when the God dies, mm. the God figure. Um, and then on the other side of that, though, mm-hmm. the thing that we're maybe the stress of of holding that together for a lifetime, potentially uh what if it what if it does get i mean it's like so funny again easter and resurrection stuff what is it what if it does get killed there is freedom on the other side of that and i'll just say mm. when we talk about dreams or this experience you had with the council that then ushered in a new life of listening to the council mm-hmm. right i i loved this reading an adam phillips thing recently and he said when we're engaging with the dream or talking about dreams a question that you could ask that could prompt an interesting discussion that I liked instead of like, what did you dream last night? The question would be, where did you go last night? Mm. Or, or what were you doing? Mm. What and were it's you like, up wait, to? what? Mm. Huh? 
And all of a sudden, you're like, what do you mean? And you're like, you went somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where'd you go? And you're like, mm-hmm. dang, I was at... Um, I was on a basketball court with a, <laughs> with a dog. And then, oh, and then what or like, happened? Or like huh? I went to this emotional place yeah. even too. And like I just I love went this. To, uh, I was mad. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, where did you go? It's like, well, I went to my council and we had a meeting. And it's like, I <laughs> want to post this on Instagram if we get a chance. But like Daniel has really, truly created some of the most intimate, intricate depictions <laughs> of this council, like all oh, together. That's true. Yeah. Daniel's hanging out together talking. <laughs> well, that's, that's when, that's when Hermes entered the council and, and brought cannabis Daniel away to die. <laughs> oh jeez, Look at that. <laughs> you know what I find so sad? Sometimes when we get talking about this, it's like, it's like, it feels like you can get into certain circles where just capitalism becomes the go-to scapegoat of everything. Like mm-hmm. why are we having such a hard time? Cause of capitalism. Yeah. That Reuven fucker and his mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. No, seriously. That needs to be a new, well, anyways, if, if honestly, mm, if it was the four of us, if it was, if it was, if it was us, including Reuven, we really could all talk for like eight hours. No, it would never God. stop. But, but having said that it, I, I find for myself drifting in towards imagining a um, an audience and, and we have to make use of all of this. I, I have to be like, here's why it would be useful to develop an inner council. You know what I mean? No, it's like I everything has to that. be useful for something. I actually and was thinking that. I was like, how do we let people know? Monetize it you or know, something. Monetize know, it, turn it why, into a Why would this be helpful for you? So then you could get a solid job okay, and get but, out there and work. <laughs> you know what I want to <laughs> ask? I want to ask Daniel to be able, I, w- I would love to this. This is a playful. If you, you can bat this away. Uh, Throw it away, Daniel. Just bat it away if you like it. But like, let's make it as cartoonish as possible. Describe a council meeting. Describe oh, yeah. I mean, cannabis, that'd be fun, Daniel. Huh? Like what, what who happens? Are the, who are the there, members? What but are they like? like? Just like <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Let's try to go in. Okay, so first gotta say, just because it's I'm social self-present, I need to do disclaimers. Yeah, like a lot of this council work has been facilitated with cannabis. Um the the criminalization of cannabis is fucking racist. So just put down right, your there it is. That's helpful. You can oh, like just that. look it up. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this information if this is that's uncomfortable available. for you, just put the discomfort down. You can pick it right back up. <laughs> for this, this little episode. moment. Who yeah, are so these people? Who, so who are guys. these people? Oh, so yeah, all ladies. this to say <laughs> homies. Uh we're kind of we were kind of talking about like the what is the capital L S self here? If we kind of think about the way that Yeshua slash Jesus is like an embodied human example of like expansive totality divinity kind of vibes mm-hmm. um, archetypically. I would say mystic Daniel is kind of uh, in the council an, a, a single embodied embodiment of capital S self in a way because oh, because so mysticism is kind of, mm, of like, like allness or wholeness or whatever. Um, and so they kind of play, uh, um, a moderating role or facilitating Mm. role or just kind of like, like the one that helps pass around the speaking, whatever. We don't have a speaking object, but whatever. Yeah. Kind of the (laughs) conceptual conch. Um, and then hi, Daniel also is like a, a, a contributing member because of the way cannabis like changes your like imagination processes and kind of sparks creativity in a certain mm. way. And a lot mm-hmm. of 
what the council is doing is trying to be creative and playful about the self and the and the and the conflict of dissonant multiplicity. Like mm. the the function of the council is to is to help be playful with yes with what's going on. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So it's just as like having alcohol at like a fun night with friends helps facilitate a good time. Yeah. It's like a similar thing, but with introspection. And yeah. Cannabis. Yeah. 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 So that makes a lot of sense. Um. So usually I'm I will smoke a bowl and kind of be maybe some dancing energy, listening to music, come inside to my little meditation space. I start kind of resting. I find my breath. I start relaxing. Um, and then I have some kind of Greek phrases that I'll say. I, I can't remember the one I used to use for for a while, um, but in something, so something will come out and I'll kind of um, invite the council into communion um, and then who are the characters? So yes, usually High Daniel and Mystic Daniel are chilling. Different <laughs> people chillin'. start coming out of the woodwork kind of like, like maybe kind of like ghosts emerging into like a room or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we'll have various children, Daniel, that are like, like dinosaur excited, Daniel. Yeah. Um, ancient, ancient history, Daniel, like mm-hmm. Daniel's scholar Daniels that are interested in various things like the Phrygians or the ancient. No, are some of them like pretend Daniels that like are Daniels that got to live in ancient Greek times and That's are there. there. No, there is like a container. <laughs> there is a container for like Daniel that's learning Greek. Um, Tudikos is the Greek name. It's just the translation of the like etymological meaning of Daniel. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so like when I'm like re- doing Greek for class or whatever, I kind of get into this different headspace where I'm I'm learning the language and like what the words mean conceptually rather than like treating it as like I need to do these drills or whatever. Um, and so sometimes that comes forward in the council and it's not like they come forward speaking Greek or anything, but it's like, I mean, the word council in Greek is boule, um, which kind of came to mean like a senate or a council or something. But really, like the word means will or hmm. intent. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and so you kind of form, hmm. uh, like, a, 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 you bring together people, boulefte, hmm. which means council members. Um, but really, they're people with will or people with intent, and you create a boule together. A boule is also the object, like the plan or mm. the will. Mm. Or the, I whoa. love that. That's really whoa. beautiful. This is good. So it's good like content. as I'm learning, like, good this content. is good content. Podcaster Scott in his <laughs> yeah, podcast. Scott, this is good content. <laughs> <laughs> you, Capturing you got, you this got on your Nashville. We, we got some great, <laughs> weird Greek shit for you today, so just buckle in. <laughs> I know. Got to really hone those characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um, yeah, I don't know where we're at. This is, we truly night we're going. Here. We're going well, for the cartoons of it. Who's your counsel? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really great at, like, visualizing. Well, cause, but like, it's great. That was great. But it's I, less I, cartoon and more like an impressionistic painting. You know, mm. it's kind of not really the... Um, I, I, I just, like that. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm always still continuing to wonder of, about no small thing as a project. Cause I'm like, in a way we're embodying 
something that would be part of cultivating curiosity, which would be curious conversations. Mm -hmm. So in a way it's just, it's not even like telling people how to do it. It's showing not that even we have it all figured out. That's not the point. I mean, it's like, this is, this is, is I want to say, yeah, go ahead. I was just say it's a way. Right. Well, I was, I was going to say exactly. And, uh, um, I, I don't know. I imagine in some sort of fantasy world, fantasy, mm-hmm. that five years from now or something, there's a website. We already have a website, but uh, that really does have some foundational tools to cultivate curiosity. And right. it seems like an inner council is a great way to do it. It's like mm-hmm. uh, this one could be one. I yeah. think that's like the idea of like, hey, and this is a thing what it's like, let's have. Daniel talk about this because this is a great prompt. Like it might be fun for us to all go around and come up with a couple people. Yeah. Can think it, of in it, our it own go, inner councils. It goes back to something that I did and I have a video of it and we've talked about all this. We've talked about multiplicity. We've talked about the other within uh, and you Just know, can't it, talk about it enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 10 plus years ago in seminary, I, d- I took a class and we had to create something called, uh, I don't know. I was inter- it was, I had to create five different characters that lived inside me. I made a whole video of it. It made so much sense to me. There was like emotionally detached Earl. There was controlling <laughs> Colin. There was whimsical William. Yes, and yes. it's like, I did limit it to five at the time. Cause that was the assignment, but there obviously is endless mm-hmm. and it's cool. I guess, to a certain extent, hearing about Daniel's inner inner council continues to inspire me. Well, the way you engage with the inner council, I think, is very inspiring. I'm having thoughts right now, even just watching you and thinking about what you said about embodiment, all these different things. And a word that's emerged as really helpful for me, which is a part of multiplicity language, is self states. Self states. Like, you can get into a self state. And thinking about embodiment, it's like Scott has certain self states that are literally just like shown through little finger yes. movements. Oh gosh. And you're it's like, that you're means it. you're in it. Like I'm, 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 I'm right now. I'm currently rubbing my nails together in a very particular That's way. That's such that a grown holt thing too. My brothers would be like, there's a they all do their own version of that. Happening. There is a person <laughs> of the council. And you know what I would say about that really quick? What? Well, I would say I've never done this, but it's, it, from what I hear actors, there's a name for that. Mm-hmm. Actors will choose a gesture or something that's going to help them like sort of um, prompt to remind them as they're in character that, that they're that's playing their that role. Character. That and makes sense. Oh, wow. Whether it's putting your hand in your pocket a certain way or a certain type of tick that, as, that, that, that seems as if it's a hallmark of a relatively trained good actor. Interesting. Like, what are that's, the a, things? that's a fun no, idea. And, that, and that's kind of it though, because ultimately all of like these aspects of inner personhood or personality, it is like an act. It's a performance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Judith Butler talks about this, like performativity. Dang. Um, and and so it is like, right, this, again, hearkening back to like the Christian characters, or it, you don't have to be raised Christian, but just the characters you were trained to play, there can be this kind of thing of like, oh, we can tell you're acting, you shouldn't be acting, so we get weird about that, but it's also like... We're all we just out here like improving life. Yeah. <laughs> and so just becoming aware of that and be like, oh, actually, and it's not just this one character. There's a fuck ton of different characters. Um, and maybe that's more of an attachment type thing. I don't know. But um, yeah, just getting playful with it. Right, like not mm. actually... You know, so here's something that I've been working through is like there's certain self states that I sometimes find myself frustrated with, mm. but there can be uh, 
it's really can become problematic if I start hating a self state. Mm. If you have someone you bring to the council instead of yeah, talking to them, yeah. you're all like, Oh, you fucker. And it's like, yeah. that doesn't help. That makes that self that if you really look at it as like, all of a sudden it's part of a council, like now you're ostracizing a council member who's yeah. trying to say something, you know, yeah, but dang. it's like, how do we bring them into the fold? And I think having something of a metaphor of a symbol of something as a third, almost to mm-hmm. say, to help get you outside yourself, like a council, whatever, Mm-hmm. is I think can help to create just that a little bit of space for curiosity yeah. with things so I'm like this is a great uh, yeah I think tool yeah I, I, it seems as like the whole point uh, what are these phrases and words I have no idea the whole point but uh, a point uh, it would be like if, if you're hospitable to yourself and this is the other within stuff <clears throat> you're most likely going to be more hospitable to other people mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. if you can name and, and make space for certain elements of yourself you're going to be able to make space and for other people, uh, it just seems like something that yeah. naturally would be wanted, yeah. hopefully. Um, you know what? This is my free association is, uh, have you watched White Lotus? No. Well, I haven't gotten around to just it. Just watched the first two episodes of White yeah. Lotus. Pretty mm. good. And there's this one scene where this person's like, connect with your uh, oh, yeah, vaginal father <laughs> and, and phallic your phallic mother. mother. <laughs> and it's like, that's beautiful members to add to the mm. council. Oh, well, that maybe maybe as There's a finale to this conversation, because then we're gonna spin the wheel and we're gonna do famous people, and, yes. and, and we're already like we're right. way over time in terms of what we're doing. We intended, we're, we're, we're doing great. Our- we can do whatever we want. It's <laughs> <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> um, what I would love to hear either of you speak in terms of council and inner council, like what this would have to say about gender for you. No, do I was about to say about like when you mentioned with the vaginal father and phallic mother mm-hmm. and then also you said something else but some embodiment stuff really uh yeah no it's really opened up my experience of gender and mm-hmm. ways of like the the blinders i didn't even know i had on um and also like just like talking with you mace as you've gone through grad school and like intro like gone so into what childness and childhood is um and you know, doing infancy stuff even, and really like, what is an infant? What is our infancy? How is it still with us? All of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And realizing there were times when an infant Daniel had something they needed to say. Hmm. And I mm. was like, okay, how does an infant Daniel show up at the council? I was like, are they just like standing? No, <laughs> on the ground. Crawling, and I was like, rolling. you're kind of almost needing to play around with imagery with this yeah. stuff. And it's like, are they swaddled and just like leaning against a column? No. Well, how does any infant show up in a space? They're with their mother. Mm. You know, like that's, mm, dang. that's how an infant shows up in a group. Suckling have, Daniel. And so, and so it, it like in that moment, like a mother Daniel appeared mm, as mm. They are the, she's the one that holds yeah. infant yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And so it's like, I don't, I don't really, I wouldn't even call myself trans. I wouldn't like put myself into that experience, but in terms of like inner multiplicity of gender experience, I'm like, there is mm-hmm. something inside of me. That's like a feminine holding mothering, um, person. Hmm. That's like now, I mean that, that it was like, I think that night is when I just like, like funny that this is one of the first things I did, but I was just like adding she to my pronouns mm. on Instagram, just like at the very end. But it's just like there is a she within me mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I want to 
be reminded of and acknowledged in the silly <laughs> medium of an Instagram caption. Mm. Yeah, mm. dang. Oh, that's really sweet. That's really sweet. <sighs> yeah, our mm. inner mother self. Our inner mother self. Yeah. I know. Do you have a thought, Mace? Well, I have, a lot of, I have lots of thoughts, but I don't know. You know what's interesting is I started associating to, and I don't know what this is, so I'll see where this takes us, but... I was on the ferry yesterday and I was in the bathroom, uh, what was like labeled the woman's restroom. Mm -hmm. And there was, was there was a grandma with her probably three and a half year old, four year old child. And I could tell it was a grandma because she was saying that like grandma's here, you know, (laughs) lots of like talking about grandma and you know, it was sweet. She loved this grandchild, you know, sweet all these things. And it was really interesting. She was like shading her child to the grandchild at the same time. Like I, this was a young boy I'm putting quotes in who had long hair and she was like, you know, it's okay that you have long hair and your mom's letting you have long hair and that's what you want. But we, you know, you've got to comb that hair and we're going to put it into a man bun. We're putting that into a man bun and starts putting it in. And I'm like going to the bathroom now and I can overhear her and I overhear her going, oh, we will not be using that pink ribbon or that pink bow will be using the blue one because you are a boy and she's telling him this like really aggressively and then I come out of the bathroom and I like wash my hands and Mm -hmm. I currently have I'm like literally blue so like (laughs) that's also funny is I'm literally like I'm like a blue person I have blue hair blue shirt blue jacket blue pants and I'm like I have a blueberry. It's kind of ironic. Exactly. (laughs) Walking blue gender problem. (laughs) But I'm also like in many ways appear as femme and I'm here in the in quotes woman's restroom because I'm in a ferry boat and uh she just looks at me in the child she goes look right there she has a ponytail and you have a man bun (laughs) (laughs) that's so interesting (laughs) I'm like what I'm like I'm getting out of this situation I'm like I don't know what to say to this person like there's nothing that could be useful to say here but I'm like I just thought of like kindergarten cop there's a classic scene where he's like talking to the kids and he's like what about you and this kid goes Boys have penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. I'm like. Ponytail I, man bun. I'm like, yeah. she's saying it so rigidly and so intensely. And uh, so uh, like, it was just like, I can't. It's also like juxtaposed with her being this like grandma with mm-hmm. this young child, you know, and I'm like, but I'm watching this intense rigidity and indoctrination happen well, and all of this. Yeah. But I'm thinking about part selves and I like had this moment of like, I, I really moved on fast. I'm mm. like, that is, you know, and then I went to get my pretzel and I got misgendered again, mm. but by this person who I love, she's like extremely friendly. Like mm. it's like she, every Friday evening, it's like she finds creative ways to tell you how special you are for getting these items into like, really, she's like That's the fun. cheese is on us for the pretzel. Oh. Like, cause it's like part ah. of the deal when you buy a pretzel and she's just like aggressively kind, but mm-hmm. she also is like, misgendering me but then gave me a sticker at the Ah. same time and I'm like my child part self was seen by her in some ways and then she also misgendered me Mm. and I think that that's like a really interesting like Mm. experience of like something like a council and also something like thinking around like true self and like who you surround yourself and whatnot of like 
there's so many part selves you're mm. perceived also is a part of your counsel, like mm. what you're perceived as. And then certain people know more about you and can perceive certain things about you. So I think that those experiences just kind of like, uh, bring, like, I think brought forward of like, well, mm. I know who I am and mm. this is interesting and I can like kind of see it for, see it for what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then have like moments of like self witnessing with my counsel. And then also knowing that there's like an external counsel of mm-hmm. people as well. Is there a council of Mesa's? I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I have it so explicitly like yeah. Daniel that painting though, that you've talked about for a while with like those kind of juxtaposed persons. No, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think that there are like, of course, I think that this is where I also get to this like fathering, mothering, mm. parenting piece for me. Mm. Like I think in many ways it's the like, perspective you're yeah. you're great so you know yeah aw, like we know who you are i see you and mm-hmm. let's enjoy the rest of your fairy ride yeah. you know mm. it's an interesting also like pulling upon the selves because there's a child part of me that's also like and a genuine mad part of me that's like mm. hey you're using me in a really strange way to indoctrinate yes. a child and you don't even right. know me and i'm being tokenized and you don't, it's like objectified in a strange way. And I'm like, I don't consent to whatever this is. And yeah. I feel uncomfortable, Yeah, but it's a man bun. You can say, you, what have you said that to them? Well, it's I, a man. Bun. Oh, I know. I'm like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not very witty, you yeah, know? So yeah. I think that's one of those things I'm like, and I, I think about the child. I'm like mostly thinking about the child and like yeah. what their emotional experience is right now. And like nothing I really could do would. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I kind of want to turn the mirror around also and be like, and look at, I don't want to, I don't want to assume to know what's going on in the inner world of this grandma, but there is kind of a thing around if you've kind of invested and in, you need to be a certain thing, yeah, you can't be other things. Right. And so like the inner council does kind of offer an open, like what would it mean for this grandma to get in, in touch with inner parts of herself that feel oh, yeah. like they've needed to silence themselves so that the, the most viable version of the self can exist. Right. No, there's something so telling about that just intensity of it. I'm like, because mm. there's something really actually, I think attempting to be compassionate to this, to the grandchild of like, I don't want you to be lost or right. to be ostracized right. or alienated ah, by I people mean. right. who won't be able to tolerate these parts of you. Right. So I'll mm. teach you how to keep it in line. No, and there is. Like, I think that's the thing that felt like mm. it was real that this is a grandma caring like she cared and it was and also felt yeah it's just it's 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 odd felt misguided of sorts too yeah Yeah. perpetuating should we wind down this uh yeah well i was curious about you yeah Yeah. in terms of your inner council and gender if there's inner council and gender i mean i think it's something that i'm still well, we'll spend the rest of our lives exploring. Yeah. Um, I mean, my therapist just recently asked me that, like there was a dream that I had and said, this to me is making me think that it might be an emerging feminine element to you. And it's mm. small and emerging and fragile and childlike. Mm. And it's like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, no small thing. We can talk about this all day. I, I'm like, if I start to open that little window up, I'm like, I'm going to talk a lot. Uh, I, I, I definitely think like, like Daniel, I, I've, we're all in these spaces. I've tried to consider, does that label work for me? Do I, 
does it spark joy? Does mm-hmm. it resonate? Hit the back walls of my heart, as John would say, or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, I, I I haven't heard they them pronouns or trans or non-binary or gender fluid or anything like that, and it hasn't necessarily landed for me. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there is something mystical and spiritual about the feminine and the masculine, and so. I I could just put it this way. What does work for me and what has worked for me naturally in terms of sparking joy from as long as I can remember is something having to do with makeup. Mm -hmm. Now I would not Mm -hmm. say dresses. I would not say whatever that style is. I mean, obviously there's a lots of traditionally masculine ways of dressing that don't resonate with me. So you just, you're just following your heart. No, but there's something about, I think the extravagance and the show of makeup. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it that way, but you're, you're not wrong. I, I, I think it's just the yeah, aesthetics. Jackson, sure. No, it's Michael Jackson. I mean, the mm-hmm. moment that happened that my, Mike's <laughs> encounters with Michael Jackson, it felt naturally great. And, and you know, we were just watching it, Tyler through the creator video before this. And it's like, yeah. Tyler uses a lot of nail polish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Danny Brown wears nail Yeah, n- makeup just seems to be not wouldn't make any sense for it to be gender specific. That just yeah. And so and and in terms of a baby, this is still something I'm afraid of. Yeah. Like I'm still afraid to put on nail polish. I'm still afraid to put on makeup. Yeah. I'm st- I that I'd, I I'm afraid for it with myself. I'm not making space for that council member, and I'm afraid of what other people would think. Like I even said to Jason, my therapist, so I'm very comfortable with. I said, you know, if I painted my nails and came in here, I'd probably want to keep them in my pockets. Yeah. I'd be yeah. really nervous. No, it's you like know. we we've had nail polish ready to use. I know. Whenever. I know. <laughs> I know. It's really interesting. So yeah. And I think easier said than done sometimes with oh. hospitality and mm-hmm. in yeah. yourself. But I think, I think, I don't know if, if we're just like imagining for anyone listening for y'all, like just what it means to have an inner sense of counselor multiplicity. Like, that can be a really intimate space for someone to like try on something for the first time. Like yeah. I started wearing dresses and clothing myself in what's called a hematheon, which is a like a Greek form of ancient Greek form of clothing and stuff, uh, which is both like my like research and wanting to like understand how clothes are draped on like marble statues and stuff, as well as just like wanting to play around and shit. Um, but like, yeah, I've had moments of bringing for something that I wouldn't be brave enough to show to other people, but I'm like, I can show this to the rest of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love Um, that. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think there's something really, I have like nostalgic, sweet, it's like safe vibes. Mm -hmm. Safe Mm -hmm. vibes. Mm -hmm. Love that. I think, you know, I think for me, something in the inner council was when I let myself allow parts of myself that were beyond gender into the council mm, and saying those gender. are welcome because I think that's mm. for me as I have parts of that are like masculine or feminine. But then I think when I let that label go and I let whatever the part is emerge, mm, that's good. That's not actually confined to that polarity. Yeah. I think that's also something that's been really useful in terms. Mm. I don't have a name for that, but I feel like that's a part of a council. If I were to come up with a council, mm. Do you want to okay, spin the wheel? should we spin that wheel? Mm-hmm. Spin the wheel. <laughs> spin the wheel. I mean, um, that was the inner council. It is for everybody, but I do think. Well, I do think. I do think the wheel is mostly for you, and then I kind of play along. Yes, but like, yes, yes. We're just. It's a prompt. Here we I go. Guess we'll see what happens with Daniel. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, adding the mix. I mean, last last, last week, week was, was Viva Magenta. So here we go. <laughs> Listen to the sounds of the wheel spinning. Oh, ASMR. Uh oh, the wheel right. stuck. We got a wheel malfunction here, folks. Do you have to refresh? Uh, everybody, we got the idea. First of all, we're trying to play around formats. Uh, we thought maybe we would give ourselves a little bit of a lighthearted, not needing to cover everything about a topic in one night. So maybe just talk about for 30 minutes and then do some segments. And also we've been watching this podcast called the Danny Danny Brown show. Yeah, go ahead. We're spinning the color wheel. (laughs) What's it going to be? Is it magenta? No, it's seafoam. Seafoam. Wow. Uh, this is really, it is foam. mysticism because I literally, you nonstop literally. talk about seafoam. How uh, many colors are on that wheel? Um, let's see. 36. 36 colors and you got seafoam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were talking about this like just fucking last week well, or something Well, I'm literally, like that, right? I'm, it's, it's in the consideration. Well, I'm actually genuinely curious because you, you talk about this color a lot and it means something to you. Well, I just think it's beautiful. I just think it's one of the best colors, one of the most beautiful colors. I think neon (laughs) seafoam, especially, and I'm looking, I was looking that up the other day. I'm like, what neon seafoam is a color in my mind. And I I think it is, but I'm considering that. Are are your shoelaces neon seafoam? No, those are way more yellow. I don't really even get seafoam. What, what, how would you describe it? Seafoam is like, it's almost like, okay, you take blue and it goes to periwinkle on one side where it goes towards purple. If you go towards, yellow it's now it's okay. now seafoam so okay. it's going towards okay. a more green greenish blue but it's greenish blue but it's in the paler shade so it's like a lighter turquoise but there's something about seafoam that's also kind of um bright i would say okay. like it's a bright so color is it kind of related to teal yeah it's related in to the teal. In the in the darker end of the yes. range yeah in yes. the crayola box is it is it would you okay just just play with my question i'm of giving course, you some I will, parameters. of course play with it would you call it green blue or blue green um, I think, uh, I, I mean, obviously it's neither, but, um, is it more blue than green? I think it's more green forward. Yeah. I, I, I would say it's, you don't like the question. I can tell you're really trying to work with it. <laughs> it might be a little more green forward, okay, okay, a little okay, okay. more green forward. Okay. I would say, um, so I'm currently blue sky blues, bright, bright blues, I guess I would say is my color for the season. And seafoam is a top contender for my next season. Oh, summer vibes? Summer seafoam. Summer seafoam vibes. And then fall would be neon yellow. And then I have now like sky, neon yellow, and seafoam as my color palette. And I'm just like, that is incredible. To All me. neon-like? All neon-like, exactly. So I love a neon seafoam. I think seafoam hair is incredible. I just really like it. I, I, yeah. I just like the color, essentially. It is bright. It is did it's, you have seafoam green hair for a while, like last summer? Mm-hmm. I did. I you did. You saw it in the nutsack. I don't know if that was the originator, but like I remember we were in Ferndale and you, we walked across the bridge and you were struck by the color of the river. Yes. No, I, yeah. Did exactly. we say the, did we, what, what, what did you just say? Nutsack? <laughs> <laughs> the nutsack <laughs> river. Nutsack. <laughs> 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 I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> I was trying to it's really uh, trying to think what was just said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also didn't know until it was like towards the end and it made sense to me. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think it is like kind of the color of traditionally lots of like water or like okay, turquoise okay. kind of family. Is there kind of a silvery uh, quality 
to it. Silvery, yeah. I, to me, when I think of seafoam green, there is something about like the element of like the 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 sparkles on top of water that kind mm. of is is vibes into the color association. In a yeah, way. I would say seafoam is in the family of similar to periwinkle, where there's something a little mystical, something a little yeah. like ethereal th- about yeah. the colorscapes around it and what it is. Do you start you know? thinking about tide pools? I do come to yeah. be thinking about tide pools, but I also think there's a brightness to it, like a fun, like okay. it's also poppy. It's fun. It's like a, it's a little bit of a extravagant mm. color at the same Ooh, time. I like that. Interesting. I, I, I when, you, when you say foam, I automatically start thinking of like foamy, um, hand soap, like foam, Oh, something, something light. Uh, but yeah, usually when we get into the, nooks and crannies of these colors. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm coming up short. I'm like sea foam. I guess I have more. Ah, it's so weird. Cause we're trying to get, would it be different if here. it was like on a piece of clothing? Look at that. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, mean, I would, I would put for my, I'm for, looking at, I pictures. would call that more in the green forward yeah. category. No, but they sure, and yeah, they really like, I don't know. Color. This might be my colorblind eyes, but there's just something kind of silvery or just like when you put the sea behind it, there's some of, kind of like, some of it has a silvery or almost kind of like marble yeah. in a way. Sea foam and mint color palette. I mean, that mint. is beautiful right there. It, I'm like drooling around these colors. I have to say pretty. they're pretty um i really am okay let's see if there's anything um this is just for fun because um, uh, up until now it's all been really kind of rigid ob- obligation exactly this conversation <laughs> now we're gonna um, have some fun oh yeah no no yeah this I is mean, gonna be for fun finally we will break out of the <laughs> just let loose a little bit unbutton the top uh, button yeah, <laughs> yeah. what um, are you okay. doing first off pantone seafoam is a bummer of a seafoam and i was looking to see if they have a description Mace's website that they i am out. not into seafoam that has that more silvery have. this is more silvery vibes. this is yeah. a really gray seafoam. yeah that's weird not like neon enough. yeah it's n- i'm i'm no, highly disappointed away. in that but Oof. Um, so what seven, were you going to do for fun? Four fix. That was not, not fun. I mean, yeah, that was. The we tried something for fun and it wasn't. Fun. <laughs> the Pantone <laughs> website failed us. On that I want to find a better color from them. Pantone 2023 color of the year is Viva Magenta. It really is. Exuberant. Color of the year. Yeah. yeah. Have they already called 2023 or is that? 20- no, that's, that's 2023. That's it. 2023 mm-hmm. Magenta. Check out last episode. Wow. Can't argue. It's it's official. It's, it's an official. Pantone's Dark Horse. official. Um, okay, but this isn't this isn't fun. What the I do like magenta. Today. <laughs> Pantone last week you brought a lot of fun. This week no. Pantone today no, we're well, disappointed. Frustration tolerance. It's fine. It's fine. Do you guys want to know the famous people? I do. Today? Next episode we can get into. I think it'll could be fun if we have time for it to touch on why Scott is so lit up by this whole famous person thing in terms of enneagram and part of. It'll be interesting to play with some other stuff just in terms of... That would be very interesting. Oh, Daniel's giving us a teaser for the next episode, so... (laughs) Okay, so I'll I'll say right off the bat, I've already glanced, and and I think this might be the way this segment is going to work. I think I glance, and then I... I see what kind of vibe I can bring to the conversation with Mace to be like, oh my gosh, like look who is going to be today. It's Elton John. Mm. Not very, not very much today. He okay. he, he wrote uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, right? Lucy in the Sky with <laughs> Diamonds. <laughs> well, I guess but what we figured out was that he, he did a version. version. Yeah, but it's like I know, it's no, such a Beatles no, song. I know, I know. It's a it's an ultimate Beatles song. <laughs> okay, but if Love that's the first do. time you're exposed no, no, to it as a child, what are you going to do? <laughs> Chris, okay, not very many people that really uh, 
made me have big feelings today. If okay. if you if you were born, it's, dear listener, if you or a loved one are born on April eighth, you are unimpressive. Your birthday is unimpressive to <laughs> Scott Gronholtz, right. big I'm famous podcaster. It's so funny to think Step of all the famous up. people, and here you pull up April eighth, and not that many. Huh. I mean, it, okay, so Chris it Kyle us. is number one. Who's I don't know who famous? That's the number one American sniper. I think I oh. think it's like a Bradley Cooper. State? Bradley Cooper did a movie of it. Um, born in 1974, a U.S. Navy SEAL sniper. What number did they give this? That's number one. That's but no, num- but like, what's the like out of hundred? Uh, out of hundred. Oh, I'm not looking at that website. I'm oh. looking at a different one. But uh, a whole new it's the num- But they do rate it based on fame. So, uh, and then they have <laughs> some likes and fame. some up and down arrows on this website. It has 211 up arrows and 60 down arrows. So people saying they don't like. Chris Kyle, like a down arrow to this person, whatever. Um, okay, this, what are these metrics? Let's let's associate off of this for a <laughs> second because this is a relatively famous person in my in my experience. Oh, okay. okay, Robin Wright Penn, not Penn anymore, just Robin Wright. She played Princess Buttercup. Oh yes, yes, yes. Princess Bride. And I think that's, lots of other things. But I'm aware that she's been in many other things. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. She was in House of Cards. So yeah. that's something I medium like. Yeah, Princess yeah. Bride. That's she's been in a lot of other things. What too, movie is that? You know, you don't, well, I mean, for for my generation, that's the classic, right? With yeah. like the Eagle Montoya. Yeah. You might know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mowage. Mowage. is what brings us together today. Yes, that one. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Say man and wife, man and wife, man and wife. <laughs> Blue and pink. Blue and pink. <laughs> Blue and pink. <laughs> so I don't think much of us have anything much to say, but I mean. She, I, was, I great Bride, Princess Bride. Yeah. she yeah. was great in Princess Bride. She was great in Princess Bride. Shrug. Princess Buttercup. That's how we know Robin Wright. And then next is a a. a, a Boxer, I don't know. Okay. Gennady Golovkin. Robin okay. is an interesting name. Robin. Yeah. Robin. We Let's can just associate say that. the name Robin. I just thought of Batman and Robin. Dean Norris is number six. He was the guy that oh. played Walter White's um, brother-in-law Pink? in Breaking Bad. Oh, Pink. really? Like the, yeah. the, the police officer? Well, happy. Yeah. You know what? I like him. So happy. Yeah. What's his name? His his name is Dean Norris. Happy, happy April. Birthday. Happy birthday, Dean. <laughs> happy yeah, birthday, Dean Norris. Really oh, like your birthday birthdays. today. I've never thinking about birthdays. Know, born today. Born today. We haven't even do thought you, about that. Hey, do you know the Iron Giant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Dean. Him. Dean, right. Dean. Yeah, man. I love Iron Giant. Superman. Oh, of course yeah, you love Iron Giant. Yeah, yeah. of course. Self-sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Resurrection. Uh, Resurrection. Yeah. Oh, all of it. Honestly. Yeah. Holy Saturday. Fuck you. Um. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just clicked on Dean Norris. Now it's pulling up a Dean. Oh, gosh. He's, he's in that meme where it's like. On the one hand, it's like it's like black and white, and on the one hand, it's like happy, yeah, like kind of freakishly yep. happy, and then on the other one, it's like his like brooding, serious upset. brooding face. I mean, everybody we also Breaking Bad, great show, great show, um, and um, he was a great character. And the moment he, f- well, spoiler alert, everybody, I suppose. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay, I'm about to say something about Breaking Bad. If you haven't seen it, but. The moment well, we all know Walter Wright is is the bad guy from the beginning. That's the premise of the whole show. So when he finds out and realizes that uh, Walt is Heisenberg, that's that's a big moment. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a top moment mm-hmm. in that show. Mm-hmm. Gosh, okay. I want to rewatch that show. Okay, this this okay. person's relatively famous. Taylor Kitsch. Do you know that person? He was so. he was the guy in um, Saturday Night Lights, Friday Night Lights. Uh. 
Uh, I'll just read it. Uh, Taylor Kitsch is a Canadian-born model and actor, having played important roles in popular films like Battleship and X-Men Origins. Taylor Kitsch... They don't even remember... They don't even mention Friday Night Lights. Is there a picture? Friday Night Lights. Yeah, this guy. He was the the heartthrob in Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah. What's his name? I... uh, People that are listening know. What's his name? Not the... It's like the... The, that's so funny that the they one that has a, lives with his brother battleship. Yeah. I for, uh, well, well, battleship everybody listening is like screaming at us. They know the it's name. True. You guys Do they? know the name. I, I don't, I really don't. <laughs> you, did you, you, you ever watch Friday Night Lights? No. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a good show. He plays a complicated heartthrob mm. teen character. That, Sweet. Uh, Riggins, right? Riggins. You might be right. You might yeah. be right. Okay. I don't know who this person is. Julian Lemon. I don't know that. Juni- oh, Kofi Annan, who was, the head of the United Nations for a long time until 2006. Okay. Him. I think there was one more. I'm just, I'm just scrolling through a lot of people I've never heard of Patricia Arquette, an actress, whatever. Uh, oh, I remember one more that I was sort of mildly excited about. Um, where blah, 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 blah. Kristen storms, Kirsten storms. Don't know who that is. Oh, biz Marquee. Do you guys know who biz Marquee is? He's one of the most, he's one of the kind of early rap hip hop people. Oh. And he did that song. You, you got what I need. Oh, Bismarcky. But you say she's just a friend. <laughs> but you Happy say birthday, he's just Bismarcky. a friend. Happy you birthday, Dropped friend. a great track right there. Uh, so that's it, everybody. April 8th. April 8th. Um, Happy birthday month. if you were born on April 8th. Happy birthday. Dear listeners, I guess you are are the person born on April 8th. That that's your birthday today. So I guess you are. I don't, I don't have many thoughts about you because I don't know you, but I don't know. <laughs> We'll, we'll think famous thoughts about you. <laughs> <Famous> <laughs> thoughts. Um, um, okay. Is that it, everybody? want to wind it down? Thank you to Daniel. Thank you to the Council of Daniels. The Council of Daniels. Thank you to all you listeners out there, different council If you members. have like, your own version of something like this, let us know. That'd be fun. Next yeah. episode probably is coming at you with, a, it's going to be an Enneagram episode. If that interests you, sixes and nines, maybe threes. We're going to talk about We're that. We're going to talk trial. about just, all three. We've yeah. got lots of we'll questions right and we've, we'll just... I think maybe some slight direction towards three six nine six nine three nine three six whatever, uh, but also I think kind of shooting the shit vibes. Here we go. Shoot the shit vibes. I love it here. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>